Please spread the word about my shows. I'm an independent creator and I would really appreciate it. I make K-pop guides, as well as I have exclusive interviews with songwriters, journalists, the artists themselves, best new music roundup episodes, artist-specific deep dive episodes, episodes about the history of K-pop, all sorts of content is covered. So to get your fill and support an independent creator, please check out 17 Karat K-pop wherever you get your podcasts, and view an episode guide at howtostand.substack.com. Hi everybody, we're going to pick up just right where we left off last time, talking about the best music videos of 2022. Next category, videos to watch just for the feel-good vibes, contagious smiles, just really something to appreciate in the happiness. Rush Hour by J-Hope and Crush, just a giant, giant party, a big flash mob kind of block party. Obviously again, shout out to Size That That featuring Suga. MCND with hashtag mood. Very, very with tap tap. Stray kids just goofing off together having fun in mixtape timeout. That was a nice surprise. Love to con the CGI emoji filled adorable adventure from rookie girl group CSR. The cute selfie cam video for chance by AB6. The very youthful, fun, excited, happy party that is Cravity's work, especially this year, with Adrenaline and Party Rock. Tempest Bad News, which they deliver in the most ironic and excited way, looking as happy as can be, dancing in front of a super bright, colorful background. Forever One by Girls' Generation, delightful to see them all back together. One, two, three, EOI. Again, for the sake of the reunion. Very nice to see them back together. Just having a fun girls' night. Beatbox, the cute dance session from NCT Dream. And Sunflower by Che Yujun. Very sweet. Love her super retro rainbow flower power outfit. Her fun adventures. Just a fun summer hang. Going on a road trip. And of course, painting some sunflowers. P1 Harmony and Pink Sweats are just chilling walking around New York together in the video for Gotta Get Back. It's just super likable and low-key. Just friends hanging out, rocking very cute outfits, naturally having a good time. Nothing forced about it. Next category. Videos to watch for aesthetic purposes. Just very aesthetically pleasing to look at. Super cute, pink-filled, emoji-filled, fun. Big sleepover cuteness from Espa with Life's Too Short. Pretty G delivered cool transitions where with every scene change came a new outfit and color scheme in Love Taker. Ru Sujun's Pink Moon, lovely. Beautiful light pink flower field, celestial adventures, so many beautiful scenes. Solar does a cool job using color to tell her story in Honey. Each scene shows off a different color outfit, from Barbie pink to deep green, red, yellow, white, and she is a different persona, wearing a different face, as her album title references, expressing herself in a different way. So each of the personalities is a different way she's saying, look, here's another way you could be beautiful. It's both hyping herself up and showing that we are all different and beautiful in our own ways. She also unleashes the beautiful colors that form the rainbow that is our world by smashing these white statues so color splatters out of them from inside that was just hiding in there. 
And it's an interesting moment for social commentary that she feels the need at the end of the video to go back to covering her face with a mask, like a theater mask. Like she wants to show all these true colors to the world, but still fears doing so because of society's beauty standards. I also find unique ways to show off a rainbow of colors in After Like. They each have a scene with an outfit and surroundings that are all that main color. Though there is a scene that takes place outdoors, not really in a closed room, but anyway. Then they wear white and later black, performing as a group, coming together. There's also a very screenshot-worthy moment with a cool silhouette in front of a rainbow background. It ends with a bunch of fireworks going off, very over-the-top, vivid, exciting, and it shows how they either need to shine, show off their true colors individually, or just feel like we don't need to because we already have that shining automatically when we come together, and that's why they only have to wear black or white as a group. That's how I read into it. Red Velvet's videos, always so aesthetically pleasing. The mix of vibes, like a garden party, tea party, meets kids birthday party, meets ballet, live theater show, and usually a mix of 2D, 3D, 4D formats on top of each other to make for a very memorable, dimension-hopping, larger-than-life story. So they play these interesting, multifaceted characters, sassy and sweet, the ready and the velvet, they really do a lot of the sinister stuff in birthday, making the gingerbread men cry, demanding entrance to a party. They are not in a joking mood. And then there's Feel My Rhythm, where they show off a more angelic side and are a part of this big ballet production. Very straight out of a pop-up book, Wonderland-esque. Key crafts an incredible vibe all his own in gasoline. He really owns that androgynous fashion, the shiny gold outfit is so cool, the leather skirt. He really draws from a bunch of old movies and it shows, very cinematic video, that shows him kind of symbolically creating his new image in real time. Like a Greek god origin story, he's forming a new identity out of the stars, the sky, his surroundings. I also love, in the teasers for that comeback, he holds that book called How to Be Scary and Cute, which is just the perfect summary for the vibe of this whole era of his. Taeyeon's I Envy You is full of envious looks. She plays the role of this beautiful pixie princess and wielding a bow and arrow like an angelic figure, a cupid of sorts, in this literally out-of-this-world environment. She just looks stunning. Jun Sewoon's Roller Coaster full of bright colors and just happy, fun vibes as he sees an ad for a roller coaster ride and then decides he'll just go himself right now, entering a cute VR world. Stacy's video for Run To You, super cute, and it was a perfect Valentine's Day release. Lots of light pink and blue and so many Valentine's Day themed subtle details. Well, not really super subtle, but fun little additions, like a hole in the wall being heart-shaped in the heart-shaped structures behind them, the pink subway car, the hanging beads, rows of flowers, a big light pink bedroom, all super pretty. Plus the ending, adorable, as they run up to hug the camera. Cherry Bullets, Love in Space, is a lot to look at. Very pretty, disco penthouse party. This magical cat with color-changing eyes helps guide them to this magical garden with pink flowers blooming out of it in real time. Lots of butterflies. A magical garden paradise party. 
Chunha is a gorgeous, sparkly rainbow mermaid of sorts in the video for Sparkling. Yering's video for Aria is so full of vivid colors and flowers everywhere, super fitting as she sings about finding her own true colors and letting them shine, and sings about throughout the album how bright and colorful life can be if you are not afraid to look at it that way, and embrace the part of you that thinks about not what could go wrong, but what could go right. Bam Bam keeps up what he did so well with Ribbon, which is give such pretty pastel scenes the spotlight, and he keeps up this pastel wonderland setting for slow-mo. He wears this peach suit while surrounded by pink and yellow dressed backup dancers. The sky is a beautiful color as he floats through it on a floating hammock tied to balloons. It ends with a butterfly poofing into this cloud of glittery dust. It's all just got this interesting fairy tale element to it. Lee Soo-yun's video for Uranus is full of beauty. There are some scenes that focus on this elaborate outfit and her interpretive dancing. Other scenes provide a lot to look at when it comes to the bright full moon, the starry skies, and beautiful flower displays. Yunha does what she did so well in last year's videos, delivering just beautiful visuals of a frickin' Aurora Borealis type phenomena. Well, not exactly this time, but still striking images of the sky at night. She also continues to make sure the camera work and pacing ensure that there are moments where you just pause and soak in the beauty of the visual. The timing of the video knows when to speed up or slow down so as not to overpower the beauty of the moments. The romance story and the visual aspect make space for each other. Another lovely, brightly colored video, Too Bad by We Eye. There's a cute outer space themed playroom of sorts. It's like an astronaut museum for kids in the video for Engine by Luminous. Moonbin and Sanha drew noticeable inspiration from movies and webtoons with a dark vibe. Their video for Who is set in this dark castle, a dark chapel surrounded by candles. There's a freaking exorcism air about this and they cover themes of greed, sin, Stacy's beautiful monster has beautiful dresses in a beautiful outdoor setting. What's not to love? The boys delivered on aesthetics this year. There was Sweet, where they live in Vampire Village, which looks way more wholesome and cute than you're expecting. Cute denim outfits, light colors. They have that as well with Whisper, with the bright pink clouds, rooms bathed in pink light, a bunch of literal sweets to make it sweeter, lots of cartoons, flowers, balloons. So happy. AB6's sugar coat, full of colorful sweets and smiles, and more cute denim looks. From 20, with Chemical, uses color to tell his story, going into different rooms with different colors for different parts of his message. And he also adds to the parts of the song where he feels more or less in a turbulent state based on the positioning of the lyrics. It doubles as a lyric video, and sometimes those words are tilted to the side as he also feels discombobulated. Nui's video, for again, is so pretty. Beautiful flowers and formal wear. If you can't get enough of the Wonderland concept of a, a very kooky world, check out The Hair by J-Fla, J-F-L-A. I Chillin have an adorable pastel high teen dream with Play Hide and Seek, probably their prettiest video yet.
Brave Girls, Shimmy in a retro CGI realm for thank you, Yuuz sparkly makeup and cute outfits make selfish super special. Bite and Chew by Yellow Y E L O really makes the color usage pop. Yuju does a cool job with red and blue rooms in play, which have their own connotations to go with them. In terms of series of videos, track videos that were released for multiple tracks on the same album, love when that happens. Stray Kids are really good at that. Interesting storytelling across many chapters. It's also a great way to remind fans, hey, don't forget to check out this B-side and give it the attention it deserves. Wee In had a series of track videos to go with her solo comeback that were all very pretty. She had pink cloud with this light pink sky, but otherwise a very white room, white outfit, white everything. For pastel, the background was a pretty color and she rocked a cool casual look. Then there was the black and white option with the sultry close-up for Deserve. Paraglide shows this all-white outfit with red lipstick, blue butterflies, bright green grass, just the color scheme really pretty. And then there's the main single, Make Me Happy, twirls in these pink and blue outfits through rooms of a house full of spring-ready printed wallpapers and a bunch of flowers and butterflies. It is majestic and lovely and spring-ready and just visually such a treat. I really just fell in love with DPR Ian's music and storytelling this year for all the reasons outlined in my essay about his work, which I will re-up on Substack soon. Really incredible way he brings to life the new album, Mido, through the short film. He plays the role of Mr. Insanity. Everything in his head is made in an image of himself, and he thinks it'll lead to sanity if he maintains control over what he sees. First up was Mido, actually, in this story, meant to represent innocence and purity. Mido was stewing in jealousy, though, and Mr. Insanity then banished Mido, which just made the problem worse, made Mido more bitter to be cut off like that. It became his mission to infiltrate every creation, Mido's enemy, Mr. Insanity. Mido does not want to share the protagonist role in the story. Mido is a fallen angel, but not by choice. He was pushed, basically. And so now he's trying to make his way out of the darkness. So different voices on the album and in the short film let you decide, is he Mido? Or in that moment, is he Mr. Insanity? Is he a weird mixture at the moment? What's happening? Which allows the story to be told from different points of view at once. I also find it super meaningful that the film ends with the lyric, for us to be awake, repeated. Like, maybe some of this was all in his head, all a dream, but how much? really thought-provoking visual to go with a thought-provoking album I've really just fallen in love with, really strikes me at a personal level, and just so worth cherishing. Kane Daniel told many stories for the album The Story, furthered his album's purpose with a trailer for this release that says, quote, every story inspires a generation. The overall message that you should share your story, because as insignificant as you may feel it is, it actually could have a big ripple effect and inspire a whole generation. He visually symbolizes that possibility you create, the world you open up by just pushing a door a little bit, as he walks through, setting after setting, like endless doors have opened up to him. Parade and how we live are just feel-good parties. 
the video for the main single shows him just kind of freestyling in different settings, seemingly just going with the flow in life and enjoying it, not worrying about it. Although at the end he has a funny, this could get ugly, you don't want to watch, reaction at the end. Hayes released so many beautiful track videos, and she has this notable detail where her outfit choice connects certain videos together and certain settings. Certain parts of the concept behind different track videos connects those songs. Like Sad Ending is in the same bedroom she's in for a different video. The garden location, the bedroom location, the field, they connect stories. Actually, it's interesting that the field is where she is for both love is alone and real love, which could kind of be a commentary about real love is when you're alone, like self-love. Just one interpretation. About Time is a compilation, like a montage of time, of all the other track videos in a way. All their settings are featured. Each track was part of a unique puzzle bound to the others so that it is hard to, as the title suggests, undo any piece of it without disrupting the big picture. Boyband ATBO had an interesting intro video where the narrator talks about how this group's concept is going to be breaking out of a black and white world, seeing shades of gray, and finding their true colors, that kind of metaphor. And then kind of hints at their world-building seed that will form their future stories by talking about at least they dream in color. So if these members' existence in their world is starting off bleak, well, when they close their eyes, it's a different story. So maybe they can manifest their colorful dreams and turn them into reality. Only one of continue a very sweet love story really more of a series of love stories this year through the Underground Idol project where each of them has a solo. I actually interviewed them recently, shameless plug, at 17karatkpop.substack.com about their story, which you better rewatch because they said even the orientation of the paper cranes that repeatedly appear carry a symbolism to them. Any little change like that to their videos is worth noting. So go rewatch. You may see things you never noticed before. Next up, what to watch if you appreciate symbolism and or Easter eggs, world building, tying into a greater continuation of a music video universe, a fictional special storyline. Hyo actually does a bit of that in Deep. She adds her own corner of the Kwanya world, the SMCU I've decoded ad nauseum on the episodes of the show called Espa and Kwanya Guide, Volumes 1 and 2. She adds to it with just quite an interesting villainous layer of a setting. And there's a very intriguing quote that was part of the teaser poster about self-growth and setting new standards for a new world, and that's how she steps into her power. Could have just been a deep sentiment, no deep pun intended, but it also could tie into Kwanya. I feel like this year, with the New Year's Eve special and all the teaser videos that were a part of it, the connections between Kwanya have become way more common and overt in all SM artists' work. There seem to be some nods to that in Boa's Forgive Me, Sulgi's 28 Reasons, which shows her in kind of dual dimensions, although they become one and the same at the end of the day, which leaves a lot of room for ambiguity and deeper meaning. There are also the dual roles Red Velvet plays like we already talked about in NCT Dream, in Glitch Mode. They're both game store employees and Cupid basically, working for a Cupid-like service. 
Max Chainman clarifies his role in Quanya with the devil video, the sinister forest, the evil look in his eyes. And I don't think the Japanese release from TVXQ this year, Epitaph, was meant to tie in, but you never know. It's a good way to symbolize heaven and hell, where you have Yuno and Max Chainman, one in heaven, one in hell. The contrasts there are quite interesting. Like I already said, Taeyeon with INVU showed off her pixie warrior status in this dream world. Espa really added to this story with both another short film laying out the exposition, and then you see their superpowers in action, plus an ambiguous ending and interesting new green evil light of sorts. It's complicated. Lots to read into with that superpower-fueled story. Extenary Heroes lay out an interesting origin story themselves. They had a short film out before releasing Haircut, and previously, even before debut, they were using short films to tease their musical storyline of these people who are complicated, who are both heroic and villainous at points, that good and evil existing in them together. And they question overtly their slogan, Are You a Hero or a Villain?, They also have fun meta moments where they seem to be aware they're just playing a role of a protagonist at points, like when in the subway car in Test Me, all of a sudden there's this moment where the neighboring subway car, just a passenger there, just hears their muffled performance like, what is going on over there? That's my favorite part of the video, when they get realistic, like, people around you can hear you. Music videos are so illogical. Anyway... Test Me is really fun testing that thesis. We're both heroes and villains because they are villains in some ways, cheating, but they also are heroes because it was a rigged system to begin with that made cheating good. Sometimes you have to stir up some trouble for a better world. Overtly at the beginning of Test Me, the message on the screen is, if you rigged a rigged system, are you a villain or a hero? And they beat the unfair, rigged against them, March Madness style, Battle of the Bands competition. And then they have to face off against the ultimate enemy, Roboctopus. And they're still questioning what they're doing right or wrong, what right or wrong even is, who defines that, who gets to question those definitions in Haircut. They use very playful formats to interrogate very deep questions about the human condition, human society, and collective definitions of things, understandings, and archetypes. Billy also used very playful visuals to keep engaging a pretty deep philosophical concept. I did a whole episode about Billy's music video world for a reason. Lots to read into, both with their short films and new videos. And it summed up pretty well, as I explained in that episode, with the Carl Jung quote that starts off the video for Ginga Mingyo. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And they really let their unconscious, their imaginative part of their minds, take flight in this video. There's a giant rabbit a giant gift box, vortexes of sorts that pull them up the playground slide, that pull them into a new dimension under the blankets, that get them to pop out of a suitcase. I mean, they are just popping up all over the place. They kind of seem to go into the TV. They have meta moments like that. They open up mysterious passageways, like elevators that didn't seem to exist a second ago. But it's also just cute fun. If you don't want to read into the extra bizarre details, They have fun moves that at times mimic playground games, hand clapping, and they are, at times, on a literal playground or having a literal party in a classroom. 
They have overtly used Matilda for inspiration, and that is made quite obvious at points in this video. Very high teen meets misunderstood magical character meets something brand new and hard to describe. They also include the details they always told us to keep an eye out for with extra meaning. Like the number 11, which shows up on this birthday cake. The candle is shaped like 11. I haven't even talked about the scene yet where they all sit on their own mini planet of sorts that eventually looks like just a bead on a necklace. Haven't even talked yet about the giant gumballs, the baseball head, the baseball headed man with an angry, evil look to the eyes of this anthropomorphized baseball. A wild ride to watch. That continues for their Ring My Bell video. These black mask covered bus passengers have this key X and O symbolism, the cat eyes, other symbolic details return, the use of the color purple. Anything purple is worth noting, and in this case, it's the guitar pick that says one of their key words on it, bravery. At the end, they're kind of just flying through the air together, and at the end, we find out some info about what these, both foes and friends, are called. We learn their names by the end, but many questions still remain. It answers and asks more questions. It ended on such a to-be-continued note. The rookie girl group Rocking Doll has a really interesting world they're building with their videos, especially Grey and Survive. Although Heart Rider showed a cute introduction to their alien selves as well, they're like elf alien combos. Their whole premise is each member has their own planet and everyone from that planet has their own characteristics. But together, the elf ears they wear in the videos have subtle messages. So when the ears are kind of folded in, that's when they're shyer. When they're pointed out, that's when they get bolder. There's the planet Libertia, all about freedom. There's Pure Judge, about authenticity. There's Aerialness, which is about healing, light, and love. There's JR10, which has the ability to turn bad guys good. It's a really interesting superhero story of sorts, and it's a dual mission. One is to familiarize themselves with Earth. Only one of their planets has a direct portal to Earth, so they have to stay on each other's good sides. No intergalactic warfare allowed. So keep the peace intergalactically, get familiar with Earth, and deal with a foreign feeling to them when they start crushing on Earthlings. Monsta X, in a fun surprise, packed quite a bit of Easter eggs into If With You, which wasn't even given much promo at all. It was just a, a track for the Universe app, but it has some interesting, subtle details in there. Love that the clock says it's 514, and 5-14 is their debut date. Hyunwan's back at the bus stop. Details in here that subtly seem to nod to their music video story, as I laid out in separate episodes. Such a delight to see. TXT kept up their world building in ways I laid out in the episode called Minisode 2, Thursday's Child Theories. Every detail really does add to their story. Bandages, injuries, the flowers, the phone booth, the giant eye behind them, flames. I dove into all the details before, but really stunning. And they just have another visually arresting video. With other interesting, subtle details they add, like the visual of Bumgyu with the trash. The flowers get thrown into the trash alongside him, something pretty next to literal trash. 
a single tear running down their faces with these all-white backgrounds. Just visually very striking, very cinematic. And I mean the already iconic moment in K-pop to always remember are the dance scenes in the cemetery with the gothic prom vibe going on. Not really gothic, but the alternative prom is happening. And Yeonjun's evil laugh will forever go down in history as a key moment. Dreamcatcher kept up their very intriguing story here about saving the world, literally. I continue to theorize that they are in heaven in Mason and hell in Vision. I broke that down in a Dreamcatcher episode of the show. I'm just saying. But in Mason, they look down on the world. The portal sends them to the city in ruins to figure out how to help. And then they decide to start helping this hellish landscape in Vision. Lots of Easter eggs, and the visuals are truly so cinematic, so incredible. Sparkly makeup and hair, beautiful outfits, just fierce posing. Each moment is just so screenshot-worthy, visually captivating. Alexa continues to both in Tattoo and Back in Vogue, the comeback that started the year and ended it, made her videos ones you have to watch the beginning and the end of. You can't finish early, you can't skip forward the intro, because the intro and outro, suddenly it changes. You feel like you have a generic video with cute outfits, fun dancing, whatever, but no, it's way more than that. She has these nods at the beginning and end, like a pre-movie film and, and end credit scene that nods to the multiple dimensions her music video world laid out, the apocalyptic potential scenario in the villain era, revolution, etc. That stuff remains part of her storytelling, just less overtly, not the main portion of the video that gets your attention. This you have to seek out a bit more than you used to. Six, C-I-X, continue their interesting Dante's Inferno-inspired story with the symbolism-heavy 458 video. They have angel wings, flaming steel, the harness, the hawk. Symbolism reigns supreme. As I talked about in an episode of the show, one of the Lunaverse Talk episodes, Luna's Flip That has so many really notable Easter eggs, some more subtle than others, from the location to the color usage to the clock, so many nods to past eras and to the future, hints at where the story goes next, all in that video. Even if you don't stand Luna, I can't believe you, but even if you don't, it really is just visually nice too. So if you don't want to look for Easter eggs, you can just watch this beautiful pastel train ride, followed by adventures in a whimsical, magical forest, gorgeous outfits perfect for a dance recital, a beautiful, glowing, literally, butterfly, and then a nice ending that has the to-be-continued feel to it by talking about starting the journey now, now that they've flipped everything. Part of the whole origin story I break down in Luniverse Talk episodes about them existing on this Mobius strip, the Luniverse. P1 Harmony's video keeps up their we all have our special superpowers IRL premise in a very fun way with this sort of Olympic games they put together where they each have a strength from traffic sign throwing to electric guitar baseball. Really off the rails, it's just its own counter event. There's also a very strange onlooker with Kiss style makeup like he's in the rock band who follows them 
It's a long story, and it's notable the DIY details to the flags they have. They also set flags on fire. They have a flag that's a dollar sign. Details like that are worth thinking deeper about. BTS filled the yet-to-come video with super sentimental, emotional, memory-packed throwbacks to all sorts of iconic eras. Really emotional museum of sorts, an homage to their past work. The carousel, the train, where they're sitting in the same order they were before, the piano, which now has flowers on it, the chairs spread out, the statue with wings, the school bus, the butterfly, Jin covers V's eyes with his hands, and blood, sweat, and tears, it was vice versa. Really, really cool. That is the ultimate Easter egg hunt to go on as a fan. ATs pack some Easter eggs into the gorilla video. One notable detail, the flag, which was red in Say My Name, white in fireworks. In this video, it's black and red. I talked about this stuff in an ATs episode of the show. Also, just remind you, Han Jun is under the mask now, and he's also the one who got to say, I'm the captain in Say My Name. Like, he's that main character. He's telling us who he is. The mystery man's back, this ominous, slow-moving blimp, the CCTV footage of them, they're being surveilled, the enemy's still after them, but they continue to win battles, although the fight isn't over, really action-packed, and to be continued. And hyphen make the most of color symbolism with the foreshadow animated outro video. A kaleidoscope of smeared colors comes together Constant changing images tell the whole story, really. You don't even need the narration. Lots of ways to take in this context. But it's interesting that the white figure becomes the color of the sun. The sword does as well. Other white figures willingly dive into a pit of shades of purple and blue. The shades the sword was before becoming the sun color. Look, the ways colors change, I broke down in an N-hyphen episode of the show. Very, very meaningful. And they return to just very unpredictable storytelling in Past the Mic. The first half is showing off their street style, choreography, and the second half they go back to their cinematic, supernatural, action-packed narrative. I also love what hybridists have been doing where they end a video with a webtoon teaser image. Always a thrill to see for the first time. Very Very continued some underrated storytelling that stays unpredictable. There's a building collapse, a portal, a glitching world, a bunch of ominous shadows behind a white wall. They're literally trying to reach out and contact the alternate world, which isn't working. Their story remains very question-filled, but very interesting. Now I want to run through reasons just why some miscellaneous music videos stood out to me this year. For a host of reasons, what really caught my eye and was memorable after watching literally hundreds and hundreds of music videos this year, why did these others stand out? There's just the emotional montage of memories for Wana One's reunion, Beautiful Part 3. There's the touching Story of the Astronaut by Jin, which is extra cool and meaningful considering how it mirrors his life story, how he found a new home with BTS, but it wasn't what he expected. He felt out of place as an actor entering a boy band. Same here in the video, this astronaut is on Earth and has to learn how to fit in on his new home planet, and then realizes he wouldn't have it any other way. 
it's extra touching considering the scenes where he's teaching a little girl how to ride without training wheels, kind of like what he's hoping to remind the army, that he's taught us some good life advice, coping skills for this scary world, how to keep the faith, we'll be okay as he goes off for enlistment, we can do this, and he'll still be there for us with training wheels if we want, even though we don't need them anymore, but when he gets back, it can be like no time has passed really meaningful reflection on what home means. Big Bang's video for still life seems kind of dull unless you pay close attention. It seems like just a bunch of moody walking around, but there's actually a lot of intentional choices that are worth commending. Like, G-Dragon has a black umbrella, but it's rainbow colored, matching his rainbow hair on the inside. But what he's showing the world is just the dark, serious, fitting in visual. Then there are the signs, literally, like road construction ahead, wrong way, better times are coming. Then there's Top with the bunny mask. He was born in the year of the rabbit, and it's notable because while well, he's on the moon as a rabbit, which seems kind of like it was an omen, considering now he may literally go to the moon, that's a topic for another day. But the fact he has a clear view of the earth still while on the moon, that seems significant trying to distance himself, but Earth and its memories, good and bad, will not leave him. Even a rocket ship ride could not help him escape his problems and past. Blackpink's videos this year were personalized in special ways as well. In Shutdown, lots of nods back to the early days. Rosé sits on the world again, Lisa has a sword again, Jisoo has the moment with the paparazzi again, only this time she ditched the wig and has way more confidence and takes a picture of herself. Jenny has her military tank, it's as over the top as ever, what's not to love about that? Lots of cool details in Pink Venom as well, which I actually like more. That video really is a visual feast. Jenny incorporates some of the solo choreography into Pink Venom. Rosé gets to own it in her own scenes, rocking out with guitar, in front of fire, rocking leather. Then Jisoo gets to show off more of a princessy vibe for her scene with the beautiful full moon, on braid, pretty white dress. Lisa holds up the black apple with the inside looking pink, nice touch. Jenny starts things off fiercely with a cool red outfit and braided updo. Glittery eye makeup was serving. The dance scenes with water and smoke were next level. Jisoo got an opening scene. Love that for her. With a pretty Hanbok inspired look. It was really a mix of everything great in their larger than life videos. Schumann's brand new. So feel good. I love the nod back to his frost theme superpowers of his early XO days. In the cute new storyline, where he's both the gift and the gift deliverer. He's giving the gift, and then surprise he is the gift. It's just really cute. Omega X's video for Play Dumb is super memorable in the best ways. Super bizarre, giant tennis balls, basically causing a meteor shower, taking over this world. Somehow though, if you turn in one of these tennis ball meteors, it's a $100 prize, which seems pretty cheap if you ask me, but whatever. I also love when they have the It movie moment, the movie It, like when the loser is crossed out on his arm cast in marker and replaced with lover, but here they replace time out with overtime. I just thought that was kind of a cute detail. 
Quan Umbi's Esper really reinforced to me how impressive and pleasantly surprised I've been by the elaborate stories created by the Universe app original songs. This mini-movie for Esper is kind of a mystery crime thriller. Long story short, the villain she seems to be on a mission to find, is sent out to find, is her. And so then she becomes, instead of a hitman towards herself, she becomes the rescuer of herself. There's a split-second moment where a pencil drawing with words of advice appears on the screen. Gotta pause and pay attention to that hinting at a sequel video, and also this video uses red pops of color to further make the visual storytelling really striking. It's a very dreary, dark color palette besides the red envelope, the red lipstick, etc. AB6 found a new format to style the visual in for 123. Part 1 is step 1 in this video's process of showing you how to rock the show, basically. Part 1, planning a serenade, is in black and white. Part 2, getting ready for the stage, is in color. Part 3, black and white, then changes to color. J-Hope gave an interesting story tie-in between Moore and Arson, as well as a BTS album release, Ego, actually. In Ego, he drives happily into the sunset. In Arson, his car does not drive away. It stays there wrecked and in flames. Other notable details include the fact that the white outfit he wears seems unaffected by the smoke and fire surrounding him, stays pristine, untouched, but it's later seen he himself is indeed on fire and touched by the flames, even if they don't leave a mark. Jaehyun looked fantastic for Forever Only, his romantic song that he sings and shows off this classic clean look to his outfits, his hanging out by the sea. You just get to watch the video and feel like you're on a date with him. It's just so swoon-worthy. Itzy, boys like you. Very pretty angel costumes. They basically just say they don't mess with players, sisters before misters kind of a thing, and so they relocate their karaoke party to a secret place where this player can't find them. Interesting tone and style shifts, like sometimes it's kind of claymation-ish. A lot to look at. Classy showed off an interesting contrast. Tick Tick Boom came out at the same time as Zealous. Zealous is so confident, colorful, and they just go hardcore with their message, with a megaphone, a baseball bat, whatever they can do to get your attention. They don't care. Tick Tick Boom is more emotional, thoughtful, them considering what they're doing and what impact it has, how much time they have left to do it, and what they want to do with this opportunity. It also lays out an interesting narration. Each member gets a voiceover narration at first to talk about their initial fears and doubts upon entering the music industry. So with one comeback, we get to see the vulnerable and fierce sides of them. Wanho, eye on you. He proves he knows how to command your attention. Not just with his abs, which are great, but the outfits, the skin-tight outfits, or leather, or the shirt that looks like it makes his top covered in tattoos. He's model material, but also knows how to tell a story with just fun, cheeky details. Like the way he mimics tilting the camera as the camera pivots, making it look like he triggered the camera to tilt in crazy. 
Then there's Eye on You, the all-black outfits in a white snowy setting, and other details like the bright red chains. Color is played with to draw interesting visual contrasts. He's cheeky, but also kind of angry and ferocious. He really gets into this supercharged character. As I've detailed at length in essays I will re-up on my substack, G-Idol just deserve all the applause for their videos this year. Nude is their way of poking fun at the audience, like, oh, you want a nude show? Fine, here it is. And what they mean is intentionally a misinterpreted version. Showing up nude as in showing up as their barest, most uncompromising, most authentic selves. So they play the part, they go through the press run, model for the cameras, they play the game they're supposed to, but only if they call the shots at the end of the day. And so then they basically tease, and instead of viewing it as a bad thing, they own it. So instead of being hurt when they're like, you teased, they're like, yeah, we did. We meant to. They refuse to relinquish control of this story, and they have a really cool, thought-provoking Banksy art reference. The Marilyn Monroe reference is also worth unpacking. There is so much to this video. And the one for Tomboy, less about the symbolism, more about just the fierce vibe. The unapologetic attitude, lots of fire, interesting choice for a Squid Game-themed teaser image that really got people talking, that was smart. Also smart to have Barbie and Ken dolls in the video, an incredible video for a standout song this year. Last new videos we have to discuss. All things 17, because they delivered once again. And I've talked about all their videos, the Easter eggs and such, in episodes of 17 talk, but just a quick refresher. Hot is full of underrated details that require rewatching to catch. The way Esku kind of smears what looks like blood on his face, similar to Junhan in Fear. The way Mingyu uses a bow and arrow, so the sign that says darling now just says daring. The way the video includes the wings of Icarus, basically, it's way more than what first meets the eye. Then there's Darling, which mixes very cute scenes with flowers and so many teddy bears with this sort of dust storm setting and moments of kind of longingly looking at a world in ruins before you get to your next world. Similarly, the monochrome desert landscape greets them in the Underscore World video, but then they enter the new world, which unfolds in very bright colors with a cute and casual dress code and things happening just at their whim, just the point of their finger or something, like they have magic powers here. They also kind of alternate between like night mode and day mode of the visual, which is also a way they kept your interest during the dream video. Put them together, you've got Dream World. They created the Dream World visually that they've been sitting about all year. Then there's Cheers, which featured the return of watching themselves on TV. The size proportionality holding your attention is the deal with like miniature figures, like of a mini train, and just the ways they flex wealth with their wardrobe. And the solo videos. June with Limbo really proved he just stuns with the dark eye makeup and icy blonde hair. He also did some interesting choreography, made some other choices that add some playfulness to this otherwise dark, bad boy kind of mysterious character. 
and he overtly confirmed he roped in symbolic tie-ins to previous Seventeen work, the Rose, the Goldfish, etc. And Woozy with Ruby really added to the eye-catching portfolio for Seventeen this year, snazzy wardrobe, and kept things even more stylish with a fashion show setting. Lastly, my very last recommendation today, I don't know if it'll be officially my pick for the best of the year, but it is sure to be super high on the list. I was blown away this year by Taeyeon's Can't Control Myself. She realizes she can't rely on this guy because when she is facing a barrage of paparazzi flashing lights and not handling it well, he just walks away. He's in the background, leaves her alone. We just see him slowly make his exit. So she realizes the necessity of cutting him off because she doesn't know who she is without him, what she does when he's not there. She also plays a character with a wig and lipstick, a totally different image in a play. She's in a theater play and other times she's looking disheveled with her long blonde hair like a mess. Eventually, these Taeons merge, so she is intentionally breaking character. She enters as her disheveled self in the theater show, but the audience keeps thinking it's part of the act, so again, no one's there to save her. So much more I've written about before about this on Substack, you guessed it, that'll re-up soon. Bottom line is she really finds a powerful way to symbolize an internal struggle about, I feel so into deep now, how do I get out of this? How do I regain control of myself and reconcile who this person wants me to be and who everyone, this whole audience expects me to be and who I really am? Really, really well done. What a stellar pre-release that really kicked off an incredible era for her. That is it for today. Again, final ranking will be made official of the top 50 I pick on Substack. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Bye, everybody.